Hey everybody, thanks for joining us on the Chi-Town Throwdown. I'm Tim Keeker here. Uh, today, myself and Ryan are going to get into a little Masters recap. Uh, we haven't met, been around in a while, so it'll be good to just cover that. Uh, some baseball talk. Cubs doing great. Sox, not so much. Ryan has some key thoughts on that. And of course, of course, with one week to go until the draft, we're going to talk about Bears draft options. So strap it in. Let's get it going. What's up, everybody? It's Tim Keeker here with my co-host, Ryan Felkamp. Ryan, what's going on, man? What up, what up? Happy, happy one week away from the draft, everyone. So, hope you uh, enjoyed a little bit of a teaser of spring. I know you've been whacking balls all over the place up in the great state of Wisconsin. It's true. A um, little, little pissed off about the cold here, but I'm going to try to get around in uh, this Friday for round number two. The good news is that the... Um frostbite made my sunburn feel better mm. yeah. so but you're pasty i forgot that i'm pasty and I've, been, I've played so many rounds in the cold i forgot to put sunscreen on last week in the two rounds that i played and i was purple yeah so now i'm freezing extra so it's, it's just been fantastic and I know, you can hear my voice is amazing. So. <laughs> well i know you're a fancy club membership now even though there's fancy. a glaring glaring problem with your club and that is what for our our listeners and viewers uh you can't drink there well well, well. yeah it's a, it's, it's not so idea. is are like 80 percent of the golfers high on that course then if you can't drink i don't know it's a bunch of older guys are they policing that like and checking your bags no 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 just don't be stupid Okay, but can you sneak uh, a Bulawutski in or some tequilas? As as someone who doesn't know who our entire audience is, yeah, uh, no, nope, you absolutely cannot. Okay, fair, you absolutely fair. cannot, and I would never ever. <laughs> so, you are a new member. New, yeah, member. yeah, new member. I I'm still learning the ropes. So you are you are you are fancy, bougie, and bougie. You are pretty much straight out of Caddyshack, and sounds like you have bought into a club like that. So congratulations. It's fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. I was thinking about playing today, but we're recording. So. Yeah. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Well, love it as we move uh, from one fancy golf course of your membership there. We have to circle back to Augusta National. And I know we are a week and a half removed from the Masters, but... Timmy, just wanted to get your thoughts on the Masters overall, the weekend. Um, did it still have the, the same feels like it does every year? So give me you your thoughts. Now that, now that I'm a club member? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, I thought it was uh, fantastic. I, you know, you're much, you have much stronger opinion about the live guys than I do. Um, I thought it was kind of cool that um, Brooks was there at the top of the leaderboard. Um, and what I thought was cool about it is he was just wearing his standard Nike getup. He wasn't trying to rep his stupid fucking team like Mickelson was, or yeah. and like I like I was happy Phil did well, right? Like I've always had an affinity for Phil, so I was I was happy to see him perform. But um, I just love that Brooks was just like I'm not I don't give a shit about this that or the other. I'm just here to play golf and, and try to win a, a major. And that yeah, was awesome. So Brooks is the one dude I wish didn't leave. Like I really gave a shit about. Like 
DJ's super cocky and and has has achieved a lot. Like Brooks, when when you watch Full Swing, I think there was an element that he wasn't healthy. And when he you're not healthy and your game's not on, he hit it right in the nose and said, "You can't compete." There's too many talented players on the PGA Tour that if you're not healthy, if you're not playing good, you can't compete. And we saw that. So I, I was happy for Brooks. I, I feel differently personally about Phil and, and Patrick Reed and some of those, you know, DeChambeau and Jagamuffins who went there. But uh, I think you said his name right. It's Patrick Reed. <laughs> but oh, I got to be careful. He's going to sue me. Would I have been upset if? If, if Brooks won, no. Brooks played unbelievable golf for, for three rounds. And think if you're a, the PGA commissioner, you are absolutely cuddling and giving John Ron whatever he wants and, and sending over champagne and hookers and all the above because he, he saved the, the look because that would be a bad look if if the first master since live was created and gained some steam if the winner and in, in third place because what was phil was tied for third right yeah i think so so brooks was two live phil was three live your when your top dogs rory mcelroy didn't qualify the cut jt didn't qualify for the cut speed made a little run at it but Brooks was dominating for three rounds of golf. So was it the fourth round that the live turn, you know, tour does not offer? Was no. it no. one bad round? It was the, it was the weather. <laughs> it was the weather. But um, congratulations to John Rahm. Amazing. For real though. Yeah. Um, Amazing. He already, uh, he already hinted at what the menu's going to be next year, which uh, sounded great. Um, I don't remember what it is. Didn't Scheffler go very basic, like and have a ham, like a cheeseburger? It was sliders, yeah, the sliders, and it was a uh, Scotty style. It yeah, was, it was. Um, it looked like uh, Applebee's takeout. <laughs> it was bad news. Let's. What would the Masters Timothy Keeker menu look like? That's a good one. Um, man, I would do some sort of uh, surf and turf. Okay. Uh, lobster, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then like uh, as the main. Uh, and then uh, as far as like an app, what would an app be? I don't know. Like some bang bang shrimp or something. Okay. Delicious. <laughs> delicious. So we're just going seafood. If, You're like, going I'm, seafood. Uh, just, yeah. No, I, w- I probably wouldn't do shrimp as the app. I don't know what I would do. I'd have to think about the app. Um, and then uh, surf and turf with a, like a filet medallions or something fun like that. Um, and then I'd want like some uh, like a solid creme brulee mm. for dessert. Because you know it would be awesome. Awesome. Nice. Mm-hmm. How about you? Nice. I think I would go to the, the RWFL Camp Staples. And we're going to start this thing off with... Uh, an appetizer, some bacon-wrapped shrimp, uh, something bacon-wrapped with a Caesar salad or a salad with maybe some a balsamic vinaigrettes, mm-hmm. uh, steak and twice bakes with uh, a demi-glaze reduction. Jesus, and you then, had this planned. I didn't. I didn't, but I'm just – it's the same as my sort of 
the death row meal and then finish it off with a little brown yellow mode. Oh man. Good call. Cocktail of choice would be an old fashioned bourbon, old fashioned mm-hmm. all day, every day. Man. So uh, unless my game uh, dramatically changes, unfortunately uh, people at the masters will not be entertaining that. And, and unless something changes and these knees feel a whole lot better. I mean, but um, you know, next time somebody wins, that's not from, another country you can send that to them and, and just say well you're welcome yeah like here you go got your menu you're welcome fucking nailed it yeah dude john rom's performance and and it is sort of what i really wanted to try to get my golf game to like the dude went out on number one in double bogeyed four putted hilarious four putted one I watched it live and said, well, he's out because I was wrong. Double bogeyed one conditions where that was the best condition day two was day one. Yeah. Well, then and he went off and he went off for the rest of the round. Went off. And what did, what did Brooks shoot? Was Brooks minus seven day yes. one? Yes. And I think Rom fought back to a minus five. five. Yeah. After being, could you, that's, that's the kind of, mental aspect of the, the game of golf that players like you and I, you do it better. You're a much calmer guy anyways, but for me, my goal this year is to be very calm on the golf course. So I played a week ago, Friday. And when it was gorgeous and I'm sitting there saying, or it was maybe Saturday, like being out the golf course is better than 97 other things that I deal with in my normal life. So like, why am I like out of a hundred? So there are a couple that are you're more, but there's like, it's still care, care than, to expand on the things you like. Yeah. I mean, one is, you know, uh, it's some special time in the, you know, in the old boudoir and with the missus time with my son. And um, that that's really about it. Like bears football. I put number, th- number three, and then golf is the other Not recently. 97. <laughs> yeah. But damn, the dude just kept it together one shot at a time and and just kept grinding and the shots he made that that back nine of round round number four were wild just when he needed the shot he made it and you watch a course like that and you have to be able to hit a cut you have to be able to hit a draw you gotta be you gotta hit fairways and if you don't you're not gonna score so as much as everyone's like yeah, try to show putt for dough. In Augusta, dude, if you don't get off the box clean, you are. Yeah, you can't budged. just bomb. It. You can't just bomb and gouge there. Like you have no. To, you have to work the ball. And that's why bags like uh, Deshambo will, will never win a coat because par sixty-seven for him. It's a par sixty-seven. <laughs> so, so what were you twelve over then? Cool. <laughs> so unbelievable. Um, I, I thought it was cool having it on easter sunday gave uh gave the family something to enjoy for those who wanted to sit down and watch it after a nice easter uh, easter meal and there was enough intrigue that that's always what i want you just never scheffler really walked away from it the year before so you didn't really have a whole lot of that grind yeah so but even up to 18 you know brooks made a little you know made birdie at 16 and then yeah, I club think, I 17. Think while I was watching it, I said like five times, like, oh, it's over. 
Oh shit, it's not over. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's over. No, it's not over. You know, it was cool. Uh, and it gave me something to do while at a family get together. So. Yeah. Nice, House, housing some ham and watching uh Master Sunday. Mm. It was good. That was good Sunday, buddy. Good yeah. Sunday. So um, real quick before we move on to another sport, this is yeah. like wall-to-wall golf coverage we've had going lately. But um uh Rory doesn't doesn't make the cut and then withdraws from the rbc heritage right which became an elevated event which right. is all about Fought for yeah like oh it's it, and really you know it's only these couple of uh, things it's not really a big deal you should be able to be there mm-hmm. and then for pow now it's not i actually tend to agree with him but it's like dude not a good look man not, not a, a good, good look. look and it's three million bucks yeah it's gonna cost him it's going to cost him. And he was, did he hear reasoning? Was he hurt? Was it? I didn't, I never, I, I didn't hear one either. Didn't really. I saw a lot of like hyperbole about it, but I didn't see an actual like why. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm, I like Rory and I, and I like Rory fighting for certain things, but it wasn't a good look. Um, and the other thing we gotta, we gotta just briefly talk about before moving on to the pastime. Uh, tiger, tiger. Oh, woof. Woof. He just, he can't walk. He can't walk. He just can't walk. It's the fact that he won a Masters four years ago or three years ago. I think it was three, right? Um, It is truly a sign of how four years ago. Yeah. uh, How amazing he was as an athlete because with all those injuries and those accidents, he still won a Masters, but we've, we have to come to terms that. We've seen the last of Tiger Woods. I mean, he couldn't he couldn't make some of those plays. He admitted like the walking piece of it is and, and we think it's easy, but you know, we drive golf carts around every time we play a round of golf. It takes you a right two ball, right two green. I, I walk a lot. Oh I'm not overachiever. That's freaking awesome. It's private club stuff, bro. Yeah. Bougie. Yeah, so just, just saves money. <laughs> it saves money. It's the opposite. I'm cheap. What an amazing career. Uh, um, I don't know what else he could accomplish. He's still going to play golf when he feels up for it on his own course and shoot 69s. And, 69. Yeah, that's that's a Tiger score, that's for sure. Uh-huh. But um, sadly, I think our Masters and Majors, it's it's just it's time to to move on from the Tiger talk. Yeah, unless unless he can get a cart. Yep, which happens on the Senior Tour, but. Yeah, daily um, used to get him too because he was always what drunk or hip whatever. issues. Yeah, well, he's he's the one that came out and said like, as soon as Tiger gets a cart, he'll love it so much better. Yeah. So, all right, Bushwood, let's move on from all our. <laughs> uh, so let's transition to talk the the America's pastime. Okay. And. What are we a month? Uh, not even a month into the season, three weeks into the season, still, still running into you know weather issues. Not as much as as usual, but would you like me to start on the south side, or would you like to break down your north siders? You have a lot of fire in your belly about I your do. south siders. I, I do. I, I would like to tell you that I just purchased twenty tickets for a Chicago White Sox game today. Wow. Well, you probably got them pretty cheap. Good seats, and plenty of good seats. Available. Plenty of good seats available. Here we go. Cub fan talking. Um, uh, you know. This, I, I 
Pedro Griffal before the season gave the, this is going to be a different team. Give us a chance. It's a different team. No longer managed by La Russa. And here we are a month into the season or three weeks, whatever it is exactly. And it's the same fucking team. Injured, disappointed, undisciplined. It's hard baseball to watch. Okay. So here it is. Game two into the season. Who goes on the does the DL? Oh, is it? Eloy Jimenez didn't make it through two baseball games as a designated hitter goes on the DL. Okay. Let's go through the list of White Sox starters who have made trips to the DL already. We've got Eloy and then the hottest ball player coming out of the, uh, the summer classic in the world baseball classic, Yoan Mancata on the DL again, Tim Anderson, Terrible freak accident of the White Sox have never, never once gotten into a pickle. Clearly got to go watch the Sandlot again and, and and learn from their lessons how to exercise a pickle or have Benny Jet Rodriguez always running in him. But gets run into his knee. He's on the DL. So same old, same old. This team, terrible defensively. We have not addressed the outfield issues. Uh, they try to put Gavin Sheets because they want a left-handed power bat in right field. The dude trips over his own feet, gets turned around twice on a fly ball. Uh, triple, they lose 1-0 because of that. Pitching is inconsistent. Hey, the goods, Dylan Cease, which we talked about in our, our preseason picks. Lip sweater. Dylan, <laughs> he just gives out mustache rides and, and throws – Five, six innings of great baseball. Gas. Dylan, awesome. Gas. Dylan Cease has been great. Jake Berger. They, he's a catcher, right? He is not. He's a third baseman. Uh, <laughs> Shows you how much I know. Yeah, third baseman. He's the same type of player as Gavin Sheets, Andrew Vaughn, Eloy Jimenez. Uh, what is our bum of a catcher? Yasmani Grandal. Like, Jake Berger, who... All they do is find reasons to send him back. Comes up and is on an absolute tear. He's your best hitter. And again, since you have to play Eloy Jimenez because you signed him this deal, you have to play play Yasmani Grandal because you signed him a big deal, is hitting 320, four home runs, leading the team in RBIs. And Eloy's hitting a whopping fucking 178. It's the same bad team. Do you think it's on purpose? What's on purpose? Being bad? Mm-hmm. Being mediocre. Mm-hmm. Middling. No, this is Rick Hahn. Swinging a miss. Swinging and missing at talent and, and basing it off of one year and signing these club-friendly deals. You're seeing this. You're seeing that strategy blow up in your face. Okay. He, I don't. Blame Rick Hahn for taking a shot at it because Yoan Moncada had one great year. Eloy Jimenez, I don't even know. He had one great trimester. Yeah, say, like, did he? <laughs> like one great trimester. Yeah. Uh, I think Robert, no, Robert Jr. now, excuse me, we changed how we're pronouncing it. 
Lewis he has Robert. all the potential to be an MVP candidate, but you sign all these deals. You you sign, yeah, you know, yes, who is second best catcher in the game. So he took his shot, signed these team friendly deals, and then they all have regressed. Yeah, is it development? Well, I think it, you'd rather have him on these team friendly deals rather than mega deals. Well, mega deals are typically struck by people who have multi year of success and and the backbone to prove it do you think you know let's go real quickly before we switch to the scrubbies i mean do you think harper's lived up to his deal no 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 his deal was astronomical it was three what 315 over 12 something like that yeah they have a world series yeah uh yeah Mm -hmm. do they make it to the uh, World Series last year. Yeah, made it to the playoffs. Have, like they also signed Schwarber and Reese Hoskins. I, and I get it, but like, you got that's it. like that JT Real Muto. Like, yep, they have other pieces, but I think he's really lived up to it. Frigging good, and I so he's lived up to it because there's no pressure on him. Okay, but he's lived up. I think he's lived up to his deal. He's still a star. I listen. I'm definitely not hating. On him. <laughs> Machado but. signed another big deal extension. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And he was runner up for the NLV MVP last year. Fantastic year. And he's always solid. 280 power. He can't and figure out how to get in the box, though. No, no, no. He wants to kiss his bling, you know, a couple too many times. But I don't think he's lived up to as much as Harper does because Harper's got a, a World Series and more playoffs. I, I would like. I would personally not bet against the Padres anytime soon. I mean, Lord I, knows they're freaking loaded with talent. I would. They just every, every time they're good, they just shit the bed. Something the Padres. Have, yeah, they're gonna Padres it up. They're just gonna do Padres doing Padres things. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. like we say in, uh, like we usually say this in football season, but uh, San Diego Padres, Padres baseball, y'all. Like they will find a way to just. New York Jets football. Yeah, yeah, Jets football, y'all. <laughs> we'll find a way to get dude, let it go down their leg. So. Yeah, so not a lot of excitement for for this guy. Um, they're a hard watch. I don't think they won a series yet. I don't think they won a series yet, and they've got yeah. you know on the Rays on the other side, open thirteen and zero or thirteen and one. And just finally lost their first series. Wild. 13 to 0, probably a top 10 lowest payroll in baseball. They still can't get a fan base to go watch watch them play. I mean, I've only seen pictures of the joint. I don't even want to. I've been there. I don't even want to see it. I've been there multiple times. It's not as bad as you think. They serve beer. Yeah. There's a yeah. really cool sort of like uh, um, a bar like uh, the Cubby Bear right there fergie's good times yeah had some good times there bk all right well i'm gonna say this fully knowing that if you ever did i would say no but uh thanks for the invite you know yeah you're welcome sure Perfect. yeah so on the other end there's your 10 and 6 10 and 6 cubs that that's a winning record my bet is looking great right now it is 
It is. Um, I do not have the fire or the passion that you have about your White Sox, um, about my Cubs, because I came into this season with a high expectations from a betting perspective, right? <laughs> we went over everything that I thought. And and uh, as of now, it looks like I'm, you know, four, we're four games over. So <laughs> I got to be winning. And I think I called for 80, I think I said 87 wins, which is five games over. So let's just stay on this clip. Stay on it. Uh, I haven't followed them as closely as the White Sox, of course, but it, it seems like a team that's getting contributions all over the place. And yeah. Strowman's been great. Suzuki's not even back yet. Strowman's uh, I think he's back. Is, uh, I think he just came back then. Uh, Hendricks is not back yet. Um, so, like, you're still going to get more pieces. Yeah. Uh, and so... I just, uh, you know, and then you've got, like we talked about right before we came on, you know, Matt Mervis down in, in the minors, mm-hmm. who's just raking down there, hitting 293 and just hitting bombs and looking like he's every bit of an MLB player. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure he'll be knocking at the door, right? But, you know, he's a first baseman, so you signed Hosmer, so mm. got him. But it's working out, you know. Yep. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, so – the first game back in LA Bellinger gets this huge standing ovation on his first at bat and the friggin' ump uh, rang him up for a, a pitch clock violation no. <laughs> and gave him a ball, like or a game, a strike. Like, are, are you kidding me? You know, like, right. like read the room. idiot. Correct. Get the moments. Yeah. I right. get it. You want to play by it too, but also don't deny baseball. It's great moments. Cause that's one of the great things about this sport. Well, and this is for the fans. Right. Like the speeding up of the game. I I love that it's faster, but I don't know. I didn't hear like real fans talking about it. I heard the MLB talking about how this is what they need for millennials. Uh, and I think really the shift and the bigger bases is probably would have been more vital to getting the game moving uh, than I, the. Yeah. I like the pitch clock. I, I don't want to go there. I, I do. I'm going to disagree. I, the games oh, I've watched. I've I'm not disagreeing. I, I'm not saying I don't want it. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I don't think whatever I this is a conversation that we're going to violently agree on. But, you know, I just don't think that they had to go there right away. Mm-hmm. I, I think they could have. I think in slowly implementing the change, I think basically my point is I didn't hear real baseball fans clamoring for a for a pitch clock. I heard the MLB saying this is what we think millennials and young kids want us to do. They want more action. Like, yeah, then create the action. You don't have to. You didn't have to implement that pitch clock. How do you create With action then? Bigger bases outlaw the shift, <laughs> right? The, the stolen base percentage is up. The hits, you know, lefties can finally actually get hits again. They're still they're still shifting, but it's using outfielders. So, yeah, you know, uh, that's the one that I would have, I would could have been fine with them not implementing. Like the base one, I don't care because you're just trying to create more safety. So your stars and people don't have freak injuries with the, well, with the base one. And also like, you know, the bag, your hand pops up. Right. And like, there's, because the bag is so small, like having more of it to hold on to when you're sliding in, which, which are outs that were never outs before instant replay, because nobody could see that that quickly that your hand actually popped off. Right. Yeah. So like, it's like how the NHL adjusted the offsides, to where your skate doesn't have to be on the ice. It just has to be at that line up to infinity. So yep. anyway. Uh, yeah. 
good start for the Cubbies. Uh, that's an exciting team that people. Uh, I I liked the HAP extension. I liked. Oh yeah, we didn't even get into that. Yeah, I liked the HAP extension for them. I liked uh, the Nico Horner extension. I still think he gives them a lot of flexibility to to go after a star and and. I can only imagine what Shohei is going to get next year, but I I imagine the as long as Ricketts, yeah, as long as Ricketts doesn't shock the world, I think they they'll be at the table. But wild to start the the Cardinals had to have been the the favorites for this division, and they're in last place this through the eighteen games. Yeah, yeah, they are. Oh, Washington is actually what. Uh, for a while, St. Louis was actually the worst team in the league, um, yeah. but uh, Colorado and Washington have uh, surpassed them. I don't know. <laughs> Done worse than them. Oh, and, San and, Fran, who and, beat uh, the yeah the Giants, who who beat the White Sox. Three out of your five. Three yeah, they beat the shit out of us. Yes, they did. Thank you. Um, Super sweet. Yeah, they're they're not good. Not good I think Mealy Wake runs away with this division unless St. Louis figures it out. Also, if St. Louis wants to fall flat on their face, I would not have a problem with that whatsoever. Um, Philadelphia off to a slow start. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of baseball left. Lots of baseball. Again, this is an early panic and early, but it might be the right time for me to just put a little couple shekels down because I think the, the odds are plus 500 for the White Sox to win the division right now. So might be time to to dabble in a couple shekels. Who? It's the Twins that are favored, right? Twins will be favored. Cleveland will be too. Well, if Detroit sucks donkeys in there. Detroit sucks. Detroit sucks. <laughs> look, at the, look at that East. Because Baltimore is no joke, dude. I know they've been winning too. It's because they haven't started playing each other and beating each other up yet. But still, Baltimore has players now. You can only finish the worst record eight years in a row and not have great prospects. Oh I mean, no! Oh, I, I, I hate it when the AL East is all good like this because it's all you hear about. Like, did I scroll through TikTok and I just see Yankees highlights and I'm like, Ugh. fuck off! I'm so tired of this. You know, but, but it is. It's nice. It's like. Once they start playing each other, like everybody's going to have a worse record than they have now, obviously, right? They're going to come <laughs> back to the mean, but, um, but it's like the teams are still going to be good. Their records just won't necessarily reflect because they're all good, which is a cool, which is a cool problem to have, you know? At what point do the A's just sell the fucking team? They're moving to Vegas or Nashville, Nashville A's. That'd be are nice. they going to? Uh, Nashville is like, uh, supposedly, I think I just read this that they, I think they're going to be getting a team. Um, but they've been they've been flirting with uh, Las Vegas for a while now too uh, to move there. But that stadium is absolute Awful. trash. Awful. Uh, the ownership for some reason doesn't trash know how to make money. I don't. I mean, you're given like they're given some astronomical sum of money every year, and they're not even spending that. So right. Like, and they just get away with it, like because right. they made Moneyball, and and got away with it for a little bit. Now, like Billy Bean is still a GM there, and they're just really bad. Three and fifteen right now. Godly. Oh, they play the Cubs today. 
That seems like a W for the, the Scrubberinos. Scrubberinos. Yeah, it's in <laughs> Oakland today. What do you what do you know? You think I'd follow sports or something? <laughs> we do a sports podcast. <laughs> yeah, I tell people that. They're like, what do you, what's your take on this? I'm like, I don't know. You got to talk to my co-host. He knows everything. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, I just the revenue us, stream 70 30 i just help us navigate yeah yeah 70 30 of nothing is still nothing <laughs> oh some uh, guy uh looks like maybe a bullpen day for the age <laughs> or they just they just called him up yeah yeah this guy's got no, i think they just called him up no stats miller time is on the mound today and, and trey Steele is that his name Justin Steele. Sure. We just like Trey sounds much more pornorific. So, but two and oh with a 1.42 and 19 kizzles. Woo. Yeah. He's been doing it lefty. I'll trade you Lance Lynn. Um, geez, man. Horner's hitting 329. Dansby Swanson, 344. Ian Happ, 311. Yeah. Cody Bellinger, 302. Mm-hmm. Good baseball. Tucker yeah. Barnhart, 313. Nick Wisdom, Madrigal, 13 RBIs. Who is as short as is possible he's like uh remember that old highlight of that like of that like uh of that real short guy uh like they uh a little person sorry i i almost said like four bad words there (laughs) (laughs) but they'd send him up because his strike zone was like teeny tiny yeah that's what i feel like nick madrigal is is alex rios dhing for you guys I don't know this guy. Remember that dude, Alex Rios, for the White Sox fan for a couple of years? It's not that guy. Oh, sorry. It's Edwin. Edwin. I'm hitting, Puerto Rico. Hitting a, a brisk 071. <laughs> Smooth 071. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, something tells me I don't know how many more days he's going to be with right. the big squad. Edwin's <laughs> shelf life might be about over. Yeah, we might be looking for a new. Uh, Unless you're on the Eloy Jimenez deal, so maybe Matt Mervis comes up in his place. I don't know. Man, you just want to say Merv and Mervis. Mervis. (laughs) Mervis. All right. Well, I think we have beat that baseball horse to death. It is not our like we led the show. We're maybe might be burying the lead here. We led the show (laughs) with with the two things we talk about the least. Uh, Well, I guess that'd be oh, the Bulls were eliminated. And no one seemed to care uh, and, or noticed. Fans, some Bulls fans got real mad. They were real happy when they won that game and then real mad when they lost that game. And that concludes our Bulls coverage. Dynamite coverage, Timmy. Dynamite. DeMar DeRozan's daughter screams like a crazy person. And then got like threatened. Like, oh, are we really going to basketball? Yeah. No, that's it. That's it. Okay. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Right. Um. I was hoping you didn't have a follow-up on that. I I, like, no, there was, I, I was going to, but then I just stopped caring. I was like, I saw one TikTok about it. Yeah, just hashtag don't care. Right. All right. So, cool. Now that we've got all that out of the way. Yes. Yes. Let's get down Eight to it. Eight days away. Eight days a week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. So, Ryan, what are they going to do? The Bears in the draft. My journalistic answer is I have no flipping clue. Good thing we're not journalists. Yeah, my my podcast answers. I have no clue. I think this draft, there's a whole lot of we went from all the quarterbacks being gone the top four to smoke screens, truth, 
falsifications that now the Texans don't might not like CJ Stroud. So all the hot takes out are that Bryce Young now is not the number one. I thought CJ Stroud. I personally still think CJ Stroud is going to be number one. I still think that's going to be it. But all the rumblings I mean, are Bryce I mean, Young. Un- the, until the day that Ryan Poles traded this draft pick, we were trading Justin Fields. So, <laughs> you know, like, of yeah. course, that's going to be out there. So, yep. So, I still think it's going to be CJ Stroud. I think CJ Stroud's size and arm are better for the NFL than Bryce Young. Bryce Young is extremely smart. Ball comes out in time, but he is he is small. Tua Tua is small. He's got a better arm than Tua, but 5'10", like Kyler Murray, he's had flashes, but he doesn't win. He doesn't win enough he wins, games. He wins modern warfare. Yeah, that's all he so but I have no clue what the Bears are gonna do with nine. I think Poles has done a masterful job of I still think they want Jalen Carter. I think they love Jalen Carter. I think so too. They've met with him like three times now. Yep. If Jalen Carter falls to him at nine, I think they'll sprint up for Jalen Carter. Do you, okay. think a, do you think there's a shot they trade up? Yes. For him. Yes, I do. I do. If if it's seven. Like a small jump. Yeah, small jump, baby jump. I don't think it's going to be a big jump. Little teen tiny jump. Yeah, teen tiny, tiny jump. I think he's smart enough to know that they need depth and you can't give away the farm for a, a guy that comes with so much late baggage. Late baggage. No, Larry so, Tunsil, remember, like he was the one. Remember, Larry I get Tunsil? it. Right. Yeah, like, that happened. That was draft season. day. It turned out fine. Turned out to be the highest. He's gotten the highest contract for left tackle twice. So, um, I think that's who they want. And then I think if they don't get them, I think they want someone to trade with them because I think their guy is the dude from um, Tennessee. <coughs> The, the right tackle. I think that's their dude. Tennessee, Tennessee. I think he graded out great against Will Anderson and Carter in competition. He's a plug-and-play right tackle. Good size, good meanness, good toughness. I think he's their guy. You don't have to – if you don't have to get him at nine, you can get him at 15. All the draft experts say the – the old meat and potatoes of this draft is Darnell Wright. Are you yep, talking about Darnell Wright? Wright? Yep. Three-year starter at Tennessee. Uh, played against top competition. Healthy. Grades out great. He's he is a top fifteen pick now, and I think if they they love him, if they can get him there at fourteen fifteen. But the meat and potatoes of this draft, everyone says, is that value range of thirty six to fifty two. And that there's a lot of players there. So I and we don't have many picks there. They got we're we're after. So we got two second rounders, but they're late second rounders. Yes. So there's a lot of smoke about whether it's legit smoke or not, but it's smoke about trading back with Pittsburgh. Yep. I I don't we basically get our pick back. It if we somehow trade with Pittsburgh and get our pit back pick back and their what 15? 17. 
or seven. If you somehow pull that off, polls polls is on track to have a, a an extension year two into his career. Yeah, I think you're good. I think if he pulls that off, you're going to have an extension in your pants. Yes, pull. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. That because right now that's his glaring his miss. Right, is his miss. It, I don't even know that it's a full on miss. It's like a that could be a miss. We don't know yet. Everyone who like you see a lot. Everyone's writing reports and articles and and people they're like, well. They've got to get Fields more weapons. Jackson Smith and Joku could be on the table at nine if you trade back. I, I'm with you. I'm a I'm a full no. If you if you go out there with DJ Moore, uh, Darnell, uh, Claypool, Komet, Tunyon, Valus, Valus, who was a third round <laughs> pick last year, right? You got Ama, you know, Saint, the Saint Brown, Saint, Saint Brown. Equininius, he, not Amon, but he's a bomber. He's he's he, big, dude. Yeah. You you have weapons. You yeah, can't I, fucking waste another first rounder on another wide receiver. No, I, you have it. I think that weapons question has been solved. That Period. box has been checked. Right now, if guys don't come out and perform, big problems. Well, but two first rounders next year and a second. Well, big problems in that. Well, yeah, right. But then you're also looking at Justin Fields with a, another year with stats maybe aren't so great. I think I don't think that's going to be the case. Ultimately, I think you don't need everybody on the team to go off, but having Cole Komet and Tunyon, two guys that can catch the ball, like yep. that's really dynamic. That's that's a real big thing that opens it up for these other guys to fit into their roles. Like I just I love what they've done, weapons wise, mm-hmm. right? Like. Uh, and so, like, I don't think that's an excuse. Like, I think, I think it, I, I'm agreeing with you wholeheartedly, right? It's in the trenches where you really need to get cleaned up. Yes. So if you can get a left tackle or a great offensive lineman, you know, let's do the thing, you know, and then the same thing on the defensive side, like wh- whatever pressure you can get in there, right? We signed all these linebackers and we've done all the, we've done all the fancy things yep. around the trenches. Now it's time to shore that up and but really I- make sure. Couldn't agree more. And I, I personally don't think your first rounder can be a guard this year. Your first rounder has to be a plug and play tackle. Mm-hmm. As much as Peter Skaronsky, if he is the guy, he's still got to be a right tackle because you have white hair still on your roster. You signed um, the guy from Tennessee. I apologize. I'm running a oh, blank yeah. with his name. So you yeah. signed him, Gabe Davis, to a big contract. You have Tevin Jenkins. You sign Lucas Patrick is still in your roster. Granted, post-July cuts or post-June 1 cuts can save you money. I think there's value as a center in second or third rounder. There's three that I really like. Um, but your interior is taken care of. You need a plug-and-play defensive line starter, impactful, or you need an offensive tackle. Agreed. And if it doesn't happen... That's personally a miss. You're not good enough to to sit there and, and draft value. So yeah, Nate Davis. Um, I did said Nate Davis. Sorry. Did we, oh, that's the guy we signed. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So the only the only other position that I could be talked into is there's four really good defensive backs that should be top fifteen picks. 
four really good ones. And it's a top five position, an impactful position that if you, if he, if we were surprised that they took one of the top two defensive backs at nine, would I freak out? No, I wouldn't. It'd be the dude from Illinois, right? Could be Devin Witherspoon from Illinois. It could be Joey Porter from Penn State. It could be uh, the guy from Oregon. We are. Uh, we, thank you. We are. Mm-hmm. And uh, I could, I again, you could talk me into that and saying we took the best position, the you know, best person we graded because Kyler Gordon, Kyle Gordon didn't wow you. If, if, what did he have like one pick last year or something? Jalen, yeah, like I mean, Jalen doesn't have a lot of takeaways. Jalen's rolling into year number four of his rookie contract. So, again, this is not a team for me that I'm expecting to go to the playoffs next year. I'm expecting them to take a step, and then in 2024, I, I want to see this team compete with the Lions for a playoff spot. So, if you went up there and you took one of those top defensive backs at nine, would I be upset? No, I wouldn't. Well, it all, it all, like. It all help, like they all help each other, right? So you've increased your linebacking core mm-hmm. skill, right? Skill wise, yep. um, and then if you go out and get somebody like that who can start, you know, as a corner, those guys start day one, right? Like they don't have, like it's Past not him. as, yeah, like so if you get Porter or Witherspoon, right? Yeah, whichever one, uh, that guy's probably going to start over somebody, right? Yep. Or if that he's going to be in the rotation very quickly, and that mm-hmm. all starts to help cover up that the D line can't get home as quickly as they want to, because now you've got guys that can cover better in, in both the the linebacking core and in the secondary, you, you like you, you're still, you're a little bit Robin Peter to pay Paul, but but not quite right. Like you're still shoring up your defense to cover up another weakness, which you can hopefully hit on somebody, maybe some, you know, some of those guys like, cause they're rotational. I keep saying this, those interior defensive linemen. Some of those guys are undrafted and come in and they're in, they're not mega impactful, but they still make impacts and they can get things done without having to be this high draft pick. Like I, I, and I think you agree with me on this. Like you don't have to spend premium draft capital on some of these positions for it to work out. Quarterback, absolutely. It is mm-hmm. proven that you have to, there's obviously exception, mm-hmm. but it's proven that you have to spend quality draft capital to get that position yep. to hit. Agreed. So. Agreed. And, and there's there's options out there from a tackle. Donovan Smith, you know, another Penn Stater that was the left tackle for the Bucks for the last we are. seven years is still a free agent. Yes, he's 30 years old, but can you go sign him to a two, three year deal if, if, the draft doesn't go your way to tackle, and he's a, he's a he's a starter from from day one of signing. I'm good with that. I'm great with that. If, if if again, Kyler Gordon really bad the first eight games, and then showed progress, but he's got limitations because of his size. He's five ten. Uh, could you move him to the slot, and then all of a sudden you have a first rounder, a second and two second rounders as your three defensive backs because most of the league runs a nickel defense 60% of the yeah, time. A lot. Yeah. The days of the traditional four, three are gone. So am I going to be upset about that? No, not at all. If, if Tyree Wilson from Texas tech falls to you at nine, it's a defensive end and they go up there and take them. I'm good with that. So I want an element of 
that's that's yes. If you have trade back potential and you can get the 32nd pick overall again, you make that trade. And there's an impactful player at 15. I think Sarotsky, Paris Johnson, Broderick Jones, Wright, all on the same level. I don't know if there's one that is a is a Joe Thomas. So I think they're all at the same level. I like Paris Johnson the best. He grades out as your most natural tackle. I, I mean, I, I'm no, like, I don't, I don't know shit from shit, but you know, just in listening to people who do know what they're talking about, mm-hmm. they speak highly of him. Right. Yeah. So there's not this thing that's like, Oh, well he has these short arms. So whatever, like there is with Skaronsky, our old Polish friend, as yeah. we were calling him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So if you can get more picks, cool. If not, dude, I'm good with it. There's something about having a top 10 pick. And you should have elite talent. I'm I'm fine with staying there. The Bears are officially at the end at, at to conclude this conversation. The Bears are officially spoiled for choice um, with this number nine pick. There's so many ways to go, and I don't think. Just to continue surmising here, I don't think there's a bad answer. I agree. I mean, if the pick, whoever, whatever they do, doesn't pan out. I mean, then you have a bad answer. But going into it, I think if if it's one of these people we're talking about for the right reasons and it's done in the right way, there's going to be people that scream no matter what happens. But um, so anyway, thoughts on that? Good stuff. No, I, I agree. I am so excited. Uh, we are eight days away. Um, I would still love for a, pre-draft podcast i'd love even more to have some beers with you and some of the friends and some of the listeners at a tavern and watch some draft day i i would hate to have to watch it by myself without some cold ones so again anybody who wants to sponsor or has a local watering hole i'm available huh well um it's bowling playoff season so uh we'll see if well it depends if we're out of the playoffs after this week then i'm (laughs) i'm way more inclined to be available for next week so um so we'll we'll see how that goes quite the teaser timmy that's why you're a professional quite the teaser you never know it could be my basement in your basement or we could be somewhere recording where it's so goddamn loud no one will hear anything anyway which probably will make us sound better to be honest nah this is good all right buddy uh a blast feel better yeah feel better uh enjoy good luck with the bowling on thursday we have a lot of uh true enthusiastic bowlers as well as part of the fan base and ourselves so that's true uh roll them well enjoy better baseball on the north side that's being played and Woo-hoo! who knows maybe next week we come back and the white Sox are in a hot streak that would be amazing. Amazing. All right, guys. Cheers, buddy boy. Thanks Cheers. everyone for listening. Take it easy. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening to the Shy Town Throwdown. Be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. Shy Town Throwdown is available everywhere you get podcasts, so make sure you review and share with your friends. We'd really appreciate it. See you next week.